You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. So the question for this podcast is, is your office only half digital? Many offices have incorporated digital technology into their practices, but still hold on to conventional film processors. Today, we'll be discussing how you can become fully digital with a hybrid solution. Our guest is Dr. Stephen Dedan, a graduate of Columbia University College of Dental Medicine. His work has been shown at dental conventions throughout Europe, has frequently presented webinars on modern topics in dentistry, and has been a product evaluator for respected dental journals. Dr. Dedan, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk today. Still a pleasure to be here. So uh, I do want to say that our sponsor today is Air Techniques, uh, a leading U.S. manufacturer of choice products for the dental professional, and they specialize in digital diagnostic systems, hygiene solutions, and other relevant product categories. So let me ask you this. Can you tell us what key factors entered into the process when you made the decision to transition from traditional film to a digital practice? So when I graduated dental school, first of all, I think there's like a natural, like, propensity to want to use what you've been trained on. Uh, And so for me, most of my training was actually with phosphor plates, so we did have um, exposure to traditional film. And I work with my father uh, in uh, in Cresco, New Jersey. So one of the things that I looked at um, when I was starting my own practice um, within our office was that I sort of look at the pros and cons of of what imaging has to offer across all the different um, modalities. And with the plates, and when we're transitioning from some, from something like a traditional film, uh, like my father was using, to something more digital, we look at that and we say, okay, we need something that's going to, you know, develop quickly. We want good diagnostic information. It has to be easy to use. And even within, I think, plates themselves, like even if you take all the manufacturers that just make plates, there's pros and cons among those. And so we looked at them and we're thinking, okay, how are we going to be able to maximize our chair time? Um, communicate with um, other specialists we might be working with easier. And so the just the conclusion we ended up going with was when we're making that transition, the first step that we took um, and the easiest transition was actually going from something like that was more traditional to Air Techniques, uh, ScanX Swift. So you made the move directly from traditional film where you actually went to a dark room and developed the film um, or ran it through a film processor in your dark room. Is that what you're saying? And then move directly to PSP? Yeah, so so that was like more, my, my dad was very used to using that, like a Perry Pro, like kind of more of the older technology. Um, and he was using that um, more than I ever was clinically. More of my training was um, still on phosphor plates. It wasn't air techniques. So when I graduated, I did have a lot of experience with a lot of the different manufacturers that even just made plates. And so there was a lot of, we, we saw many benefits of just kind of moving from the traditional uh, film technology, which is um, what my dad was using for many, many years, um, to something like the phosphor plates that Air Techniques had to offer. Right. And so you made the decision to move to a PSP machine made by Air Techniques. Tell us about the research, the evaluation process, some of the things that you went through to better understand what other types of technology were out there, and then why you made the decision that you did. Yeah, so really, uh, I think it can be maddening like if you like if you let that research process go on for too long because there's so many uh, different avenues you can go down to to get an opinion, right? So, so sure, like having it in your own hands, I think is really the best way to go. But um, before you can even get that, um, just looking at different forums, what my colleagues had to say, you know, there's so many different places I had to look because it is no matter what, it is a big investment of your time and money to learn something. 
Um, even as, as simple as it was, it, it is still something new. Um, staff has to be aware of it. You have to, of course, be very familiar with it. I looked at all those things, and it's it's tough too because you know when you you have all the different sales reps come to you, um, they'll all tell you it's the greatest thing. Like if you had the, the three of them in your waiting room, which I would never do, by yeah. the way, but if you did put them all in one room, they're all going to tell you how amazing it is and and how you're crazy for using anything else. And so there's a certain amount of it is your own intuition, like. So we've used air techniques, other products, not necessarily their imaging um, before that. Like I think my dad was using like compressors they had of theirs and just other technology that they had to offer. So we did know that they're a reliable company, that they make a quality product. And so it was definitely like high up on the list of when we were looking at technology to incorporate, like would we, you know, would we potentially look at air techniques? And so of course, you know, we've used their products for a long time. And I think all that time spent researching it was definitely time well spent because it, it worked out and we're, we're very happy with the result. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the hybrid solution. In my introduction, we talked about are you half digital? How does that relate to having both PSP and hard sensor technologies in the office? Yeah, so I think it just, for us, it just really comes down to our needs clinically. And so when I look back at what those are, it just came to be that really to to serve all of our needs, we would need both. And um, I'm very open about like pros and cons of, of everything. It's um, it would be a fallacy to say that one technology has no cons and it's completely perfect. Um, and so this is just what works well in my hand. So I think the sensors offer a great solution in a lot of ways and we use both. And so um, I work in New York and New Jersey and in both offices, we have both. And I think it's great because, you know, even though we do have separate practices within our office, um, if there's a family that's been seeing my dad, let's say, for a long time and they have little kids, oftentimes the little kids will see me. And I think, you know, for pediatric dentistry, especially the phosphor plates are great. Um, and, you know, they can be used for adults, too. And they're, they're very well tolerated. There's a lot of information you can get on, on one plate. It's pretty amazing uh, compared to the sensor. Um, but again, the sensors do offer their own um, advantages, too. Like if you're taking a full mouth series, it's nice to have a sensor as well. I mean, it's you're going from uh, shot to shot to shot, um, and it's great. So when I look back at what the needs are, that's what I went for. Now, it, sometimes it can be really overwhelming. Like, again, when you go to those like dental conventions, you're walking up and down those aisles. There's there's a device and a gadget and gizmo for, I mean, whatever you can think of, right? And so it's not feasible to incorporate all of those. But at least in imaging, most of what we do, at least from, from my perspective, you know, I do mostly general dentistry. I do a lot of cosmetic work, um, a lot of ortho. And so for me, that's just what I would need to really do my job properly. And uh, and I see patients of all ages. There's not one modality that would be well tolerated or suitable for every person. It, it wouldn't work, at least in, in my experience. So I think when I look back at all those things, I see what was what we needed. And it just turned out that both are required in our office. And we use them both every day. And they're, they're great. So do you use them equally? And also, if you can just clarify as far as for our audience, you know, what clinical indications do you use PSB and when, when do you feel like you absolutely have to go with the uh, sensor, the hard sensor? Yeah, I th yeah, it's a great question. You know, and I think it really depends on the day. It depends who's coming in. Um, there are days where I use the sensor more and there are days where I use the plates more. If, when I find I'm using the plates more, a lot of times um, it could be for, like I mentioned, pediatric patients. It's great for that. You're not worried about them biting on the cable or something like a, or a weak part of the sensor, its weakest point. It's great for kids, um, people that have like a sensitive gag reflex, they don't easily tolerate sensors. Sometimes, you know, the sensor as thin as they are, and even the thinnest ones, for a lot of people, they still feel 
enormous in their mouth and they'll, they'll gag on it. Um, not often, but it does happen enough that, you know, we do have um, options in place for that. So um, that's another indication. Sometimes too, like I mentioned, there's a lot of information that can get shown on that one plate. Uh, and so if I need to limit the amount of, uh, if I want to limit you know, that kind of Alara principle of keeping things as, as low as you can in terms of the exposure, I just want to get as much information on one shot as I can, um, then the plates are, are great for that too. They are flexible, um, which is handy and sometimes in the case of like, for example, if someone has like really big uh, like mandibular tori, uh, you're not getting a sensor down there on some of those patients. So sometimes the, the plates work really well for that. Um, and uh, so it really depends clinically on, on what the cases and it is very handy to have all of that at your disposal just in case you never know like one of the things about dentistry is like we never know day to day what's going to walk through our office um, and so having all that ready to go just takes some of that stress away you need to have that versatility in your office depending on the patient's needs and i guess eventually you get to know the patient and you um without a doubt will say okay mrs jones is coming in we know we we need an x-ray but it's not going to be a sensor on mrs jones we need to use it exactly PSP. yeah right so right. For your colleagues that use a hard sensor and then use, they, they're holding on to the film processor as their backup. Is sure. that because their film processor basically is similar and analogous to what your PSP would be for those patients that can't tolerate the hard sensors? And what would you recommend to them? I think from a patient perspective, it's the same. However, clinically and in the workflow of what we do as dentistry, it's like completely different. So if you're the patient, yeah, it's this skinny little, you know, plate that's going in your mouth, you bite on this tab and that's it. But for us, you know, obviously what we do is so much more than that. You know, we have to be able to really uh, diagnose dental uh, disease. Um, and we have to also be able to easily share this too. I mean, if you're working with a specialist, um, yeah, you know, even let's say an endodontist or your uh, really anyone else, um, you know, sharing them can be not easy, and it's not easy to get diagnostic copies, and and so I think the workflow that comes with a traditional uh, film processor is very slow. It's tedious and time-consuming, and for me, I would say that if you've already made the jump into a sensor and you ask that same doctor, like if that broke, would you be happy using your film all day? I'm pretty sure most of them would say no. But for me, if I had to use my air techniques all day, and I do a lot, it's fine. Uh, you know, you're not waiting forever for something to get processed. Um, it, it has a very small profile, uh, tabletop, uh, you know, in terms of its size. Um, the software is very lightweight for me. So there's a lot of advantages that when I look at that, I would never look at film as um, anymore really as something that is really suitable, especially if you've already made that jump and you already are aware of the benefits that come with digital dentistry. It just seems like the natural progression that you would upgrade going from kind of like analog to digital in, in the sense of going from that film to moving to some like air techniques. And I, I do believe like truly that they do make the best plates of any manufacturer. So for me, if you had that, to me, it's a no brainer to just want to move that uh, traditional film to something like a, like a ScanX or something similar. That's great insight, Dr. Dedan. It's been um, very, very enjoyable to hear your perspective on how you utilize both PSP and hard sensor technologies in your office. And it seems like the way you describe it, it's almost a necessity for an office to have both. You know, of course, think, yeah. you know, and as you explained, if they do have the sensor and they don't have the PSP and they're using the film, traditional film as their backup, their workflow will be certainly compromised 
in comparison to a PSP system such as the one you described by Air Techniques. All good stuff to know. How long have you been practicing at this point? Um, going on uh, six years now. Well, since I finished my residency, so that's kind of like where I start my uh, my time. So uh, yeah, I spent a time after um, I graduated. Um, you know, doing a AEGD, um, I stayed at Columbia for that, and uh, I did a, another program in Austin, Texas for ortho. So, um, yeah, so I guess since I finished everything, it's been about six years now, and um, yeah, these have just been suiting my needs very well. Um, I'm happy to share whatever experiences I've had with it, and hopefully if there's anyone listening that's kind of in the same boat, that, you know, they can take that into consideration and maybe might make their job a lot easier. Yeah, no, great, great. Austin, Texas, that's where we're located, our, our headquarters. You did ortho? Oh, really? So, yeah. What ortho did you do here? Oh, it was um, it was the Academy of GP Ortho. It was like a two-year uh, course there. And um, so I have family down in Austin. So um, it was kind of a fun thing for me to be able to do. And you know, besides uh, you know, dental school, um, before I went, I was like a session guitarist. So going down to Austin was really fun because there's so much, as you know, there's tons of live music there. So I had a really great time. I was working under Dr. Jeff Gerhardt there mm-hmm. and um, did a lot of straight wire. Yeah, straight wire stuff, tip edge. Um, you know, a lot of functional appliances, things like that, um, just to sort of, because uh, I always view um, ortho as, a lot of people think of cosmetic dentistry as just veneers, and uh, I guess any porcelain restoration for that matter, but for me, ortho was so important um, in my cosmetic cases, and so I saw a need for that, uh, and I, I was down there for quite a bit, and um, it was great, I, I can't wait to go back and visit everyone. Excellent, excellent. No, it sounds like you're a fantastic dentist, and uh, really pleasure to have you on the show, and Air Techniques has an incredible line, by the way, of infection control products under the Monarch line. You can find more information at airtechniques.com. So again, Dr. Dedane, pleasure to have you on the show, and we hope to have you on a future podcast soon. You did great. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a really pleasure talking to you, and uh, be well and stay safe.